What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Imperfect Church Podcast. My name is Brian. Thank you so much for tuning in. All right, you all, we have made it to part three of Imperfect Marriage, and this episode is entitled Protecting Your Marriage. Um, marriage is hard. It's one of the most uh, challenging relationships that one could ever be in, but it is one of the most rewarding for sure. And on this episode, I want to talk about protecting your marriage and kind of give you some practical guidelines to help protect your marriage. And some of you may be wondering, why is he talking about protecting a marriage? Like, you know, you're married, you're committed, you wear your ring, you, you know, you don't mess around or sleep with anyone else. But the truth of the matter is, is, you know, there's more things than just physical cheating that can damage or destroy a marriage and it's important that we realize the threats to marriage and put boundaries and protection in place to preserve the marriage and to keep the marriage healthy and growing uh, and most important so that the marriage can honor God so let's just dive right into this and uh, you know I have a few points here and, and I pray that this is helpful for you and it's one of the things that I've been learning and things that, you know, as I repair and rebuild my marriage back to a healthy place, these are some things that are must that I didn't necessarily have before. So I hope that you can learn from it and I hope that it be fruitful in your marriage. And if you're single in the marriage that's to come. All right. The first thing is uh, conflict is an in-house issue. It's not for public consumption. All right. Conflict is an in-house issue. It's not for public consumption. This is really important because many people vent or like to discuss things that have caused emotional sense of emotional sense of heightened have emotionally sparked you. Let's just say it that way. All right. So a lot of times what happens is, is you have an issue with your spouse and then you go to speak to someone who is not in that marriage about your spouse. Now, keep in mind that there's three people in a marriage. There is God, the husband and the wife. That's it. Those are the only people who are truly intimately involved. Those are the only three people who are in covenant in a marriage. So when conflict arises and you begin to talk to other people, uh, a lot of times, if you're not talking to a, you know, God fearing strong believer, they're usually going to take a side. OK, and the reality of it is, is anyone that you need you talk to, which I am of the belief that either you talk to someone who is a strong married Christian in a healthy relationship in a healthy marriage or you speak to a professional um, leave friends, family, all these other people out because the majority of them will say things like, well, you deserve better. And, you know, yeah, you shouldn't have to put up with that. You should just leave. You know, it's a lot of things that will come against your marriage instead of them fighting for your marriage. And you want to make sure that you are, uh, Surrounding yourself with, uh, you know, strong Christian married couples who are going to fight for your marriage and pray with you and show you scripture and say, listen, I've walked through that before. Hey, let us come alongside you. 
how can we help instead of put a divide in between you and your spouse? Another reason why it needs to stay in-house issue is because of secondhand defense. Uh, we create this a lot of time. The most common place that we create secondhand defense is with our jobs. You know, we have a rough day at work. We come home, we complain to our spouse. All of a sudden, our spouse hates our job more than we hated it in the moment. Right. It's secondhand defense. And the same thing goes for marriage. If you are, you know, complaining to, you know, your mom and dad about your spouse and all of a sudden you've made it very uncomfortable for your spouse the next time they have to go to a family function. Everybody's looking at them like, oh, this is the jerk who treats my daughter wrong or this is that. And guys, don't put somebody in that situation. When you got married, you were no longer a part of that family. OK, not you are genetically, but your family is your husband and your kids. All right. Or your husband, he is your top priority, not your mom, not your dad. And that's a hard, not even over your kids. And a lot of people have a hard time with that. So keep conflict in house. It is not for public consumption. And please, 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 please stay off social media with your personal problems. Social media is not a therapist. It is not a place that is going to genuinely help you in a way that gives you real human connection and interaction. Stay off of it with your problems. If you have to run to social media, you have a heart issue. I'm going to say that again. If you are running to social media with any of your personal problems, you have a heart issue. That is a cry for help and attention. And you need to go seek professional help. And actually, I would almost tell you, you need to take a break from social media if you feel like you have to air your grievances and your problems with people on there. It's unacceptable in any form or fashion. All right. Uh, the next thing is close the door. All right. So close the door means that you don't allow anyone or anything to take priority over your marriage. And for a lot of people, um, that's hard to do, you know. Children change the dynamic of a marriage. Uh, if you have to care for a family member, that can change the dynamic of your marriage. Career changes, distance. Uh, a lot of these things can throw a wrench in your program. And it's important when these things happen that there's a lot, a lot of vulnerable and honest and compassionate communication between you and your spouse. It is important that you all talk about this, talk about how you feel, talk about the timetables and boundaries that are going to put in place so that that marriage remains strong. Right. And we can just say uh, and I'm going to break down a couple of different things here with closing the door. And, you know, the first, the easiest one to start with is kids. Right. Once you're married and you, you know, it's just you and your spouse. And then all of a sudden kids come. A lot of times all that priority shifts to that baby. Right now, all of a sudden, you know, you got something that screams and cries and needs attention every two hours. And you can often forget to make your spouse a priority. And yes, it's hard and challenging, but your spouse is your number one priority, even over your kids. And it's biblically designed that way, because look at it like this. Like we said before, there's three parts to a marriage. It's God, it's husband and wife. It doesn't say kids. It doesn't say that for a reason, because kids are not mature enough 
to uphold what it takes to uphold a covenant. That's why they're not included in it. But most important, you don't want anything to put a wedge in between your spouse and you because you guys are the ultimate team. You guys are the support system to each other. So it is important to put boundaries up on your kids, right? If you are a married couple, we all know that intimacy is a big part of marriage. Your kids need to have a bedtime, right? They need to have a bedtime so that you and your spouse can have alone time, time to talk, time to connect. That's uninterrupted by kids. And this is not a definite because we know kids have unpredictable behavior. As much as we love them, they wake up in the middle of the night, they get sick, different things like that. But you need to have clear boundaries so that you and your spouse can prioritize your marriage. Okay. Um, the next thing is uh, with other people, right? Um, we live in a society today where people are not as modest as they used to be. So uh, whether you are walking through Target or something else, someone who is physically attractive can catch your eye and they will catch your eye. And I can say this as a Christian man. Um, you are lying if you say you don't find someone else attractive. We are wired to be connected and attracted to each other. That's how it works. All right. We are still animals at the core of being human beings. But when I say close the door, what I mean is that there's a difference between uh, a look and a linger. All right. A look is, you know, you notice somebody, hmm, they're, you know, a beautiful young lady, hey, handsome guy. And then that's it. And, and you know, divert your eyes, you know, turn your head, walk down a different aisle. If you know that it's going to cause you to have a thought that would uh, disrespect or um, dismiss your spouse. Right. There's a difference between a look and a linger. And I'll take this even a step further. And some of you all have uh, followers and friends that you may uh, have inappropriate feelings and look at or reach out to that you probably shouldn't. And this is a huge problem now, especially with social media, is that did you know that the majority affairs start either in three places? All right. And this is something I learned from some books I've been reading is uh, at work is number one. At the gym is number two and on social media is number three of how affairs start. And so um, work simply is because you are in close proximity with someone. Um, the gym, because you're working out hormones and everything else. Oh, it's not hormones. Pheromones are going off left and right. And you pretty much see somebody almost nude at a gym because of what culture tells us to wear now. And then on social media and social media is extremely dangerous and I'm not anti-social media, you all, but I'm just trying to give you some guidelines and some things to think about in your own life. And the reason why social media is so dangerous when it comes to uh, infidelity in a marriage is because you have that little screen all to yourself. Right. And I would say as a married couple, you guys should have the same password on your phone. Your spouse should be able to pick up your phone anytime they want and look through anything. Your social media, your financials, everything should be open to your spouse. There should be no secrets between your spouse and you. And so um, why we have to be careful is because 
you know, if you struggle with lust and temptation, which a lot of people do, and you got a friend or follower on your social media, you have all access to sit there and stare at them however you want, however long you want to. Or you can reach out and DM them. And, you know, I've seen it happen, you know, a lot of times. And, you know, when someone gets lonely or they're having a fight with their spouse, all of a sudden, oh, let me go see what such and such is up to. And it starts off as something innocent. But really what you're creating is an emotional affair. You're creating a dependence on someone else. You are allowing someone else to take priority over your marriage. And it is absolutely wrong. So close the door to all those things. Uh, get some rules about you. You know, um, you guys have heard me say it before on an old episode about lust and temptation. There are certain rules that I have when it comes to um, females that I always uphold or do my best to uphold. And that is, you know, I watch my communication with them. I'm never alone in a room with a woman. Um, I don't ride in a car with a woman by myself. I don't text a woman uh, before 7 a.m. or after 10 p.m. and usually after 9.30 p.m. I just don't because if I don't close the door to certain situations, I can put my marriage in jeopardy. But also, too, is because you never want to do something that appears as if you are cheating or um, disrespecting your spouse. You never want to put your spouse in that situation because no matter if it is absolutely nothing, you can't undo the feeling of someone cheating on you. It's a horrible feeling. And there's no justification for that's just my friend or, yeah, we just work together. I promise you guys that you want to make someone sick to their stomach. Tell them to imagine their spouse cheating on them. It's disgusting feeling. And so you have to close the door to those situations. Do you find yourself lingering in a conversation? Hey, look, I got to go. Hey, thank you. All right. See you tomorrow. You know, and tell your spouse these things. Tell your spouse that you're struggling. Maybe um, that's the, the door that can be open to you all being more vulnerable in your conversations or even being uh, connecting, you know, intimacy spending more time together, having more sex, because as you know, as a human being, you are going to have urges. And when you and your spouse don't connect often, you will walk around with an appetite for lust and temptation. That's just how it works. That's how we're wired. And that's why sex is so important in a marriage. And I'm not going to go there on this episode, but it's important that we know that. And so my third point is, um, Communication and getting help, right? Communication is key in a marriage. It's being vulnerable. It's being transparent. And when I say vulnerable, um, let's be really, really careful here when we're communicating. And I'm going to say a couple things, and, and you may have heard them before, but this is important when it comes to communicating with your spouse is number one. Communication is only as successful as what the per other person understands. OK, so we all need to be students of great communication. Right. You need to make sure that you guys operate and communicate in a safe space, create that safe space for one another so that you guys can talk about your feelings, 
talk about what's going on. And most important that you're not just listening to them to respond, but you're listening to them to understand. It is important that you guys are understanding each other. You don't have to necessarily agree. And let me just tell you guys something that I'm learning and that I've learned over my past three years of marriage. A lot of things we don't agree about. But nothing is worth putting a wedge or division between you and your spouse, period. You guys have to learn how to fight together to get to where you both desire to go. Not fight with each other. Communication is not about a fight. Communication is not about an argument. And even when you get to the point to where emotions are getting high, learn how to take a step back, to take a break and see them as a person. See them as your person, the person you love, your teammate. Marriage is the only relationship that when one of you loses, you both lose. All right. So communication is key. Um, Vulnerability. Tell your spouse where you're at. And even if they don't handle it well, the first, second or third time, still continue to go back to them and say, hey, listen, I need to talk to you about this. This is something that I saw. This is something that upset me. This is something that I'm afraid of. And as the spouse hearing this, be sure that you listen. Be sure that you validate their feelings, which is, hey, I can understand why you feel that way. Right. It's not saying that you agree, but validate their feelings. Hey, I can completely understand why you feel that way and then connect with them. Hey, tell me more about it. What can I do to help or love you and support you in this area? What do you need from me? What does this look like for us, you know, in the near future and in the far future? You know, ask those questions. And another thing I want to also share with you all. uh, And one thing that, uh, you know, I learned from a, a marriage conference that I recently attended is that, you know, you're only as strong as your secrets. So if you're hiding something from your spouse, that already shows you how strong your relationship is. And you want to be as transparent and honest with your spouse as possible. It's just the reality of the situation is you can't afford in a marriage because of all the things that a marriage is to keep secrets from each other. It's not worth it. You know, no one likes that opportunity or that possibility that they're completely in the dark about something. Right. And even when it comes to. Uh, negative things. Right. And I'm not saying like if you're throwing a surprise birthday party for your spouse, it'd be like, hey, I just want to let you know because I don't want to keep secrets. I'm throwing a surprise birthday party for you. That's not it. But, you know, if you are struggling with, uh, you know, lust, if you got a credit card because you're struggling with finances and you just feel like you have to buy this or you have to keep up with the Joneses, those are things that drive deep, deep, divisional wedges in a marriage talk to your spouse about it and pray about it say god i i gotta tell my spouse about this and you know i had an incident where um and i'll just be vulnerable here is i got a credit card um you know very early in our marriage we struggle with finances and you know i went and got a credit card and started charging that credit card up and um 
I never forget having to come to my wife and explain, hey, this is what's going on. And guys, it was embarrassing. And for months and months before I ever really came out with it, I was praying, God, please give me an opportunity to, to express this to my wife and please. And you know what? When I finally did what I thought was going to happen, did not happen. Was my wife disappointed? Absolutely. But she did not attack me. She actually was very loving and caring and understanding. And then we devised a plan to make sure that that doesn't happen again in the future. Right. It wasn't this condemnation. It wasn't this. Oh, I don't ever trust you anymore. It wasn't that it was. I, I wish you would have told me this. I would, you know, because there's a reason behind the secret. Right. A lot of times it's fear. A lot of times it's shame. And we we know how to hide as adults. So that communication is important so that we can connect. That communication is important so that we can support each other and love each other right where we are. Your spouse is there to help. They're on your team. The enemy will tell you different. When you open up the doors to your marriage, your friends and family could tell you different. Right. How many uh, times in movies do we see this? And even in real life where you got the single person, I'll oh, just come have one night with me. Right. And it leads to an affair. Or, you know, you don't need him. Well, guess what? I promise you. None of your friends are going to be as good to you as your spouse is in a healthy marriage. Right. So just keep that in mind. Um, but vulnerability um, allows for connection and direction. It'll allow you to become closer. It'll allow you to have uh, relational equity and it'll allow you guys to really figure out where you guys are headed next uh and then with communication is have rules to how you fight um there is no doubt that conflict will arise in a marriage but you got to make sure that you guys have something set in place before tensions ever get high to resolve conflict it's a must right pick a time to sit down um, one of the things I learned in a marriage conference is uh, weekly check-ins. You know, they need to be at least an hour. Uh, excuse me. They need to be no more than an hour and no less than 30 minutes a week where it's just you and your spouse uninterrupted check-in time. And one of the things that I also found unique about what I learned is that they were, they even went as far as having a talking stick. All right. And I'll explain this real quick to you all. Uh, what it is, is you hold an object in your hand. It could be anything. It could be a, a marker, a pen. They actually used a, a roll, a toilet tissue. Um, and whoever's holding that object has the floor to speak. And then once they're done speaking, they hand it to the other person so that person can speak. And what it does is it eliminates someone interrupting the other person. And I love this because one way that I shut down in a conversation is you got about three times to interrupt me and I'm furious. Right. Because sometimes it could be hard to put your thoughts together. And then if you're trying to explain something and someone just, but it makes it hard. Right. So having different things like that in place and rules to how you fight are so important because you guys are there to resolve the conflict together. You're fighting for each other. You're not fighting to be right. You're not fighting to be heard. You're fighting to be understood so that you guys can make a decision together. 
together, right? And truthfully, you should never want to hurt your spouse. You should always want to make sure that your spouse is heard and understand it and feels connected and feels like, well, if I feel a certain way, my spouse isn't going to look down upon me or condemn me, right? We all struggle with insecurities within our own mind. Some of us may feel bad about the way our body looks, right? And then we'll run with the narrative of, guess what? My spouse doesn't find me attractive anymore. So, of course, they're going out and they're looking over here and looking over there, right? You can run with that narrative. But how is your spouse ever supposed to know unless you tell them? Because let's face it, y'all, we're all... You know, we're all growing and we're getting old and we don't look like we looked in our younger days. But that doesn't mean that your intimacy and your love has to fade. It doesn't. In an unhealthy marriage, it will. But in a healthy marriage, it will not. It'll actually thrive and get better and better and better. But that comes from communication. It comes from conflict resolution. You need to be able to go to your spouse and say, this is what I'm struggling with. Hey, this is what you said that I have a hard time with so that you can work through it together. All right. So in Perfect Church, I pray that this has been helpful for you. Um, Oh, my. I almost missed a point. Uh, uh, the last point of that communication was also uh, get help now. Yeah. Get help now. So let me uh, tackle this real quick and then we'll get out of here. Um, get help now means that if you are struggling in your marriage, or if you see that it's becoming harder and harder to communicate is go ahead and reach out for help from a professional. Uh, counseling can be expensive, but it's an investment that is worth it um, because they will give you a good counselor. And I mean a good one because there are some bad ones out there. A good counselor will give you practical tools to get you guys on the right track. A great counselor is going to be a fan or they're going to be a champion of your marriage, not of you as individuals. OK, a counselor is not a referee. Period. If one of you are wrong, both of you are wrong. But when you see those challenges that seem to be a little bit harder, go ahead and reach out for professional help. You know, whether it's a pastor, whether it's a, a Christian counselor, but get someone who is third party, who is completely outside of your marriage who is a professional who can help you all all right um it's just like uh cancer a lot of times if you got a cancer in your body and they find it early they can remove it and then you can go and live a full healthy life but the longer you you guys sit in the problem the higher probability that is going to cause a pretty big wedge between you and your spouse that could possibly lead to divorce so get help early and make the help work for you Go in there with a plan of, hey, we're, we, these are the issues we need help on and we're going to do the work to get the help that we need. All right. So get help now. Don't wait around. It's not worth it. It's not going to get better. OK, it's not going to get better without the help. All right. So in Perfect Church, I pray that this has been um, fruitful for you. Uh you know, marriage is hard, but it's not something that you can't be successful in. There's so many great books and so many great resources and so many great professionals out there who can really help your marriage be healthy and thriving and fulfilling and fun. But it takes work. 
no matter how compatible you are, um, no matter how deeply in love you are, um, you're going to run up against roadblocks. So I pray that these tools have helped equip you. I pray that it's given you some guidance and direction and most important, encouraged and inspired you right where you are in your marriage. Uh, I ask that you all keep praying for me uh, as always. And I'm praying for you all as well. But thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this. Make sure you share this podcast with someone. Um, it doesn't benefit. It, it's not here just to benefit you, but, you know, those that are around you and those that you're in a community with. So thank you again. Uh, God bless you until we talk again. God bless you. God keep you. Goodbye.